All right. Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. Um, welcome everybody online as well. Let's hear welcome everybody there. Well, let's give them a warm welcome, you guys. We're with you in spirit. And uh, I, someone gave me a report. It's pages long of the places everyone's watching from. It's, it's kind of amazing. And uh, maybe next week I'll bring it up here. But we do want to welcome you guys and thanks for being a part today. Um, and today I want to, I want to talk about... Um, how faith can take your life from one level to another, to a different level. And um, there's a great story in, in the Gospel of Matthew where um, there's this centurion and um, he has a servant in his household who's sick. And so he, um, he goes and uh, as they did in those days, um, he went to look for Jesus. And uh, when Jesus encounters this guy, there's an interesting story, so let me just read a little slice to you. Um, Jesus entered Capernaum. A centurion came to him asking for help. Um, Lord, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. And Jesus said, well, I'll go and heal him. Which, you know, this was a common thing in this and the centurion replied, Lord, um, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority. A centurion was in a military guy, and he just knew the, what they call the chain of command, right? Uh, I have people, I have a boss, and I have underlings, <laughs> and I know how it goes. So he's like, look, I uh, m myself am under authority with soldiers underneath me. I tell this one go and he goes. I tell that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. And Jesus heard this. He was astonished. And he said to those following, I tell you the truth, I haven't found faith in Israel like this. In other words, I've, I've never seen faith like this. The idea of faith is, can I just say, for starters, it's, um, it's living your life on a completely different plane. Um, I think a lot of times people think of faith in denominations or, um, you know, we're, we're Catholic or we're Baptist or we're Lutheran or, you know, whatever the slice is. And I think instead of slicing faith this way, we should slice it this way. There are people that have faith and there are people that don't. There are Lutherans that have faith and there are Lutherans that don't. There are Baptists that have faith and there are Baptists, there are Catholics. There's, faith is not denominational. It's just deciding to live your life at this level. Um, did anyone ride your horse in today? We gave that up? At some point, somewhere along the line, and then, you know, proudly here in the Motor City, we switched. No one tied up out front? We, we just made a decision that this was a different level. Now, if you know your history, you know there was some resistance in that transition. And, and there's always resistances and transitions. But at some point, people just decided this is a different level. And they make the step. They make the leap. Faith, if it's nothing, it's this. It's a completely different level of living your life. 
you know in the Bible they had a saying for these, these uh, people who had great faith, um, and they called them seers, seers, they could see. And we know one of our definitions of faith is that it's not sight, right? We walk by faith, not by sight. So the seers weren't known for their great eyesight. They were known for their great insight. This is a big difference. There's a lot of people that because of their life, they're just trying to improve their, ins- their eyesight. I want to see this better. I want to understand my problem better. But perhaps let me commend to you something completely different. Insight. Faith. It's a completely different way of looking at life and problems. And it, of course, it transcends all the things that you can see with your natural eye. Most of us, we want to make a good decision. We want to get all the data, right? I'm, I'm for that. Give me the data. Let me analyze it. Let me understand what the pros and the cons are. These are good things. Nothing wrong with using your mind God gave to you. But the reality is, all of us reach a level in life where all of the data in the world isn't going to help us with this one. Jesus says, oh, finally, somebody got it. Somebody that saw how simple it really is. To this guy, it was just simple. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I got a boss. I do what he tells me. Um, I, ha- I am a boss. They do what I tell them. You must be the boss of my problems. You must be the higher authority, the greater power. You say this, and it happens. The deal with faith is simple trust. This guy just trusted the system. He just knew when something was said, it was done. Anybody here in a military background? All right. Um, when the guy, you know, you're doing your boot camp or whatever, and he tells you to make your bed, do you discuss? Do you talk it over the way you chatted with your mom about making your bed? No, you don't. You don't think. You don't think. You you immediately your you, your body convulses. You have all these these twitching things that start happening immediately because this is not an option. We're not discussing this. We're doing this. It's an authority system. And this guy made faith so simple, he just basically said, God's the highest, what? Authority. Which means, ready? It doesn't matter. All the things that are swirling in your head right now, they don't matter because they're not the highest, what? Yeah, but I mean, Chris, I just got this news from my boss and you you don't know what just happened on the news. And I just went to see my doctor. Still not there. Still not there there the highest authority so it's just trust it's trust in this system that god's at the highest authority in the system and trust works like this first of all that god is good god's good you just have to start there and the system that god made is good now you're going to see you're going to see uh problems you're going to see all kinds of difficulty but the 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 bottom line is that God is good. That's why we can trust. I I don't understand everything, but I know that God is good. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, God knows what you need 
knows what you need even before you ask. Now, this is, a, this is mind-blower here. For all the praying, think about all the praying. <laughs> think about all the praying in human history since the start of the church. How many prayers have gone up? And the idea behind them is that, I know you don't know about this one, God, so just if I can get your ear for a minute. We have some sort of idea that our prayer is somehow going to bring awareness to God. That if he just knew. Uh, this morning, you know, I was getting ready for church and I was putting the last bits of my notes together and uh, Charlie wanted to make me aware of a few things. <laughs> of her needs and their needs and I want. She's very clear about that, right? And it was, um, she was watching Peppa Pig and wanted to watch Teletubbies. This was the need this morning. Does anybody have a life similar to mine? Like, the, but what happens is if you don't hear or you don't choose to hear or you don't respond, the volume goes up. And the problem is I didn't understand Teletubbies. I couldn't, she wasn't pronouncing it, so I didn't know what it meant, but the volume kept going higher and higher and higher. And finally, you know, I had to leave my, what I'm doing and come over by the television and I had to scan the variety of options there and I could sit, then I could make the connection between the thing she was blurting out and, does anybody know what Teletubbies is? Very weird, very weird. Um, so, this is how a lot of people had the idea that you just had to keep screaming and get the volume up until God finally gets it and then he can finally make the connection. Jesus teaches this, look, God already knows what you need. The first thing that could get you to do is to what? Relax. Take the volume down in your own life. Ready? Take the volume down on your own life. God knows what you need. You're not surprised at what's happened to you. You were surprised. God's not surprised. And you trust in this basic goodness that God's aware and that He's good. And, and while I'm here, can I just throw this in? I think it's a trust that what God made is good. We talked about this in the series, but let me just say, people are good. People aren't perfect. Not everyone do you agree with. People are basically good. It doesn't, that doesn't sell anymore, but it's just true. It doesn't sell today at all. People are basically good. And if you start your life and your day and your morning thinking, oh, this whole thing's a train wreck and, and people are such moron. I've heard so many things. What does that do to you? Does this helpful to you? It doesn't mean everyone does everything right. It doesn't mean that you agree with everything. Every of course not. But what this does do, it sets you on a different trajectory. Why? Because I trust. If I believe people are good, then I trust. And if I don't, I distrust. I fear them. And what does fear always lead to? Bad things. So we're always being told, be afraid of these people. Be afraid of that. Be afraid. And Jesus comes with the opposite message. Don't be afraid. 
There's nothing to fear. This guy got it. He understood that there was a higher authority than any of his problems, than anything that he saw, any sickness, anything, that there was something that was above it. In Hebrews uh, chapter 11, it says it this way, that faith is, the, is believing in what you cannot see, believing even though you're not seeing. It's trusting that everything we see was made out of what we cannot see. Isn't that funny? Just think about that. If you've been in one science class recently, that's what science is saying. It's some kind of like the reverse engineer. That's what they've done with the... Am I right? Anybody with science? They reverse engineered the whole thing. It all goes back to something. That's a mind blower. This was written 2,000 years ago. That it's all made by what we can't see. So the idea is this. If you're going to live your life at a different level, you have to close these eyes so you can open these eyes. This is a big step. Why is it, do you think, that we close our eyes when we pray sometimes? Just think about that little act. You can leave them open. I don't think there's any law, but why do you think the instinct is? Why do you think the tradition is? Close your eyes. Nothing wrong with it. you. Can, I've heard guys get up here and give old sermons on why you should keep them open. Fine. I don't have anything to argue. But why do you think instinctively? Because I think we have to shut this down. This data center that always needs to see and get answers this way. Just shut it down. So these eyes can open. There's more. There's more than what I can see here. When you trust, you trust in the timing of God. This could be the hardest part of faith. This is probably the hardest part because we get ourselves on a little timetable and all of us are little products of American culture. You know, we all go to classes and seminars. You got to have a dream and then you got to have a goal and a goal is a dream with a deadline. Did I do good? You feel motivated? Uh, You want to change the world? It's a dream with a deadline. It's goal. And of course, there's nothing wrong with it. That's all fine and good. That's all like what we call first half of life stuff, right? It kind of gets you started. It'll get you through college, hopefully. Or eighth grade. Whatever, no matter. Whatever. Whatever your thing, whatever your goals are, right? It doesn't matter. It'll get, but it only gets you so far. Because you get a certain age and you've already had a few of those deadlines come and go. And you have to trust a different timetable. Or you say, well, my life's worth nothing because I didn't hit this target. This is a whole different idea that I have to trust in the, the timing of God. Who here has ever thought God's missed a deadline in your life? You laid it out there. This is how it would be nice if it arrived by this time. Now the big thing, of course, is everyone shops online and, and you know, the packages. And now the discussion this year will be, again, will the Christmas packages arrive what, on time? And the big thing is, like, it just, I just need to be there by the 24th, right? 
That's it. The, the 26 is just not going to get it done. It's just not going to work. And how many times in our life has God, I just need it to happen. And then it comes and it goes. And there's no response. There's no answer. Because the timetable that you are on and the timetable of God are not always the same. By the way, have you ever found this to be true in your own house? Wouldn't it be nice if everybody was on the same timetable in your house? How many, how many conversations do you have in your house about what time we're leaving? And what does that mean? Well, we're leaving at 10. We're leaving at 10. To some people that means I'll start getting ready at 10. Is this true? Does anyone live with someone like this? I'll start thinking about it at 10. To some people, that means I'll start gathering my things at 10. To some people, that means I will be in the car, it will be started, and I'll be reaching for the gear shift at 10. Who lives with one of those pleasant people? Who is one of those pleasant people? Yeah, you're fun to be around. Anyway, right? These are the conversations. Timely. I need it on time. Our biggest tensions is trying to understand the timing of God. It says in this one, he goes, you don't need to come. You can just say the word. You know, whenever you say it, that's good. And it happened at that hour. But we also know sometimes it didn't happen at that hour. There's a man that was healed of his eyesight, and, but it was in two stages. First, he got blurried sight. He could see people, and they looked like trees. We call it the half answer to prayer. God, you answered me, but you didn't kind of finish it. I mean, it would be great if it was like Christmas, right? Where you showed up and the toys were always there guaranteed and always on time. But the reality is the timing. In Hebrews, later on, this great chapter on faith, it says many of these people were still living by faith when they died and they received the things from a distance. How would that go over at Christmas? Kids, um, this is the tracker. This is the UPS tracker. Your, your gifts are in Texas, but they're in the United States now. Is it, is it a happy time? Just receive it from a distance. No, faith is this transcendent. No, no, what does faith actually do? This is the key thing. What faith actually does is it calms you down just literally calms you down. It's okay. Could we use a little calming down <laughs> in our world today? Just calm down. It's going to be okay. Um, probably a guy I should talk a lot more about is my grandpa. Now, he wasn't the guy that quoted all the Bible verses I think I've told some of you this before. My grandpa went to church every Sunday and fell asleep 10 minutes in, out like a light. Right? At least I remember quite often, you know. Um, but my grandpa had this transcendent trust. He just trusted. And you know what it does when you trust? It just calms you down just calms you down. My aunt told me a story the other day. She said, 
I was with my grandpa, her dad, one time, and she goes, we got in a car wreck. We hit a truck, and I think, she, I, I can't remember the details, so I might be messing it up, but I think it was one where they, they brought the hood underneath another one, and they were able to, you know, get home and everything, and she goes, this is what he said. This is what your grandpa said. Oh, that was it. Now, how many think you grew up in a house where you were probably going to get a few more words than that? But he just had this, he, just had, he had this unbelievable sense that it was okay. Now, watch, here's the difference. Because we're used to having everything in our hands and in our control, we worry, right, when we feel like things are out of our control. But faith. It, this is the whole authority thing. It's just saying, that's not my call. Do you get it? Th- this is God's. I can easily, oh, oh, I get it. You're a person of authority. And how it works out is this. Um, you believe that no matter what the timing, and this is so key, no matter what the timing, no matter how difficult or dark the valley is, in the end, good wins. In the end, good wins. Who's ever watched a, just a terrible movie when it just ended horribly? And you're just like, do you, you know, ah, you can't even go to sleep. This is yuck. There's something in your DNA, something in your DNA, the way it, God wired us all together is that it doesn't sit right with us. So if I can, I just want to read you a little bit of the ending. Anybody ever skip to the end of a book? It's a pretty good ending. Do you remember the beginning? There's like a garden, a tree. Remember the tree? Tree of life. Guess how it ends? Then an angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life. There it is again. It comes full circle. And it says, and there will be the old order of things will have passed away. There will be no more mourning or sorrow or crying or pain. What faith does is it gets you through the difficult and the darkest times of your life because you realize this is going somewhere good. And this ends well. I, I worry about people that buy into the tragic ending of it all. It makes you a certain kind of anxious person. But if you can step back And no matter how difficult the day might look or feel, if you can realize that it all ends well, you can transcend. You can step above the moment. You can step out of the fray of the fighting. Let me just end with a little story. Because Jesus said, I've never seen in all of Israel someone with such great faith as this military guy. But it's not about having great faith because it was actually very simple for this guy. In fact, it's just about having what Jesus called the mustard seed. 
mustard seed, tiny. He said, if you just had the faith to the disciples, they were having some trouble, they were stuck. And Jesus said, you guys got, you guys, you got so little faith. He goes, all you need is a mustard seed. Now, if they don't have that much, that's not much. In other words, I think what he was saying is you don't have any. You're not operating on faith. You're operating on your religion. You're operating on your other background. You're operating on... But faith is a different thing. Faith is when you actually trust. Now let me say something that would shock some of you. There's a lot of people that are non-believers that operate on faith. Sure. They don't call God, Jesus, Bible, church. They, they think it's all... They, but they operate on faith. In fact, if you really read into what this story was about, that's what Jesus was actually saying about this guy. He's not one of the in. He's not in Israel. He's not in the team. He's not one of God's people, but he got it. Some people get it and some people don't get it. And sometimes, sadly, and maybe this is what Jesus was hinting to, church, religion, Christianity, all these labels and things can get in the way of your faith. Because you can just go, oh, I went to church. Faith is something that wells up here. It's when you close these down and you open these up. So we're going to end with a little exercise to open the eyes of your heart, which is actually a phrase that Paul used. The eyes, may the eyes of your heart be enlightened, he said in Ephesians. We, we live in a culture that highly prizes the use of this. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But this has limitations too. And this is what a lot of people don't tell you. And this is you know, as wonderful as a college education or higher. It's all good. It's all good. But a lot of people, they don't get to know how to use this. This is a different level of living. It just is. You go from instinct, right, to information, right, to intellect, to intuition, to faith. And a lot of people never learn to make the other step. And they cut it out because of something in Sunday school that happened when they were six years old and they throw the whole baby out with the bathwater. No, no, no. Faith is a different level of living. No matter what you call it, no matter what label you put on it. We walk by faith and not by what? Sight. All right, let's do it together. Let's close our eyes. While you're closing your eyes, everybody in the room, everybody online, while you're closing your eyes, you're shutting out all the external information, all the external noise all the other opinions. And you're opening the eyes of your heart to God. Just as that centurion did, and it's like, you realize God's above it all. That God's with us, but God is also above us. He's transcended us. God's above your problem, God's above your fear. God's above your worry today. 
And so in this act, you're transferring your trust from really trusting yourself to trusting God. With our eyes closed today, Lord, we open the eyes of our heart to see you, to see you above all of our problems, to know that your authority we can trust in. In the timing we may not understand and we may not even think that we like, but yet we trust you that things work out for good. That there's a tree of life at the end of our story too. We thank you. And we trust you in Christ's name. Amen.